Hey everyone, this is Dr. Tim Cummings. And this is Dr. Jess Cummings. And this is the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. Okay, Happy New Year, all our loyal listeners. It's the Healthy Kansas City Podcast 2021. We are going to start a new schedule this year, so you'll be getting new podcasts from us every two weeks, and we are super excited to launch this year's series of podcast episodes with one of the coolest practitioners that we know in the Kansas City metro area. You're going to hear today from Dr. Adam Boonder of Regenerative Treatment Centers of Leewood. He was a founding uh, member of Regenerative Treatment Centers of Kansas City, and he is going to tell a very interesting personal and professional story today about regenerative medicine. Now, you may have heard a little bit about the field of regenerative medicine, may be familiar with PRP injections, stem cell injections, things like that. But what you'll hear today is how much broader that field is and how many different types of treatments are available for people who are looking for like a non-surgical option or looking for non-conventional treatments for things that they would assume are not treatable. I think that's the really cool thing about this this episode. It was eye-opening for Jess and I from the standpoint of having some background already in regenerative medicine, but really going deep and diving into the latest and greatest as far as the, the treatment options available for people. It goes well beyond the stem cell and PRP injections. For sure. And I think something else that you'll hear in this interview um, is the combination of treatments you can do. Um, Adam mentions many things um, that he's adding to PRP to make it more effective. Um, like Tim said, just the latest research on, yeah, what what is the best option for you if you're dealing with a certain pathology or you have a certain um, disease that you are wanting to supplement some regenerative medicine with. So guys, give this a listen. We're excited for you to hear this. And as always, if you love this podcast, please rate us a uh, five, five stars on whatever platform you are listening to this on. And as Tim always says, if you don't, just don't leave a review at all. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Healthy Kansas City podcast, everybody. It's been uh, good to be on break, but we are super excited today. We have our friend, Dr. Adam Boonder of Regenerative Treatment Centers of Leewood here with us today to talk a little bit more about his practice and what they offer. So Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, man, this uh, this has been a long time coming, and, and we go back a ways in terms of our first meeting, but um, like we were talking about before we get started or got started, I think one of the things that's really cool about this podcast is the opportunity we have to introduce people to our guests that maybe they don't know about, and I think what you guys are doing in your practice, people might have like some inkling of what regenerative medicine is, but I'm really excited just to do a little deeper dive with you today because you guys are doing some really cool stuff. So maybe a good place to start would be just a little bit of your background in terms of like how you got to where you're at professionally and what, what you're doing with the Regenerative Treatment Center now. Yeah, um, you know, so going all the way back, I mean, I was born in, no, I'm not going to go that far back. <laughs> it's like, we've got I mean, an hour and a half blocked out here. So you we can if you want. <laughs> so I, uh, 
you know, it, it's, it is amazing though. I, I, I've wanted to be a doctor since I was in third grade. I, I actually um, I was playing football actually on the playground in school, which is where I spent most of my days. Um, now I was about to go into a Will Smith song there for you as well. <laughs> it wasn't football, but it was football. But I, I remember, you know, I broke my leg um, playing on the football field and my uncle who was an orthopedic surgeon at the time uh, that was the first person they brought me to and he he set my leg and put a cast on it and I just remember um, the care that he gave me and I was like okay I, I didn't even know you know like what really what he did I knew he was a doctor but I, I didn't realize you know the, the care that somebody could give you could make you feel so good and then make you feel comfortable kind of in your time of pain you know, and, and I hadn't had that. And, and so from third grade, I, I wanted to be my uncle. I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. And, you know, through my, my whole life and everything I, I did, I mean, I, I went to Mid-American Nazarene University um, in Olathe here and played football, ran track, um, was a biology major, was kind of pre-med doing all of that. And I started shadowing doctors, shadowing my uncles. I have three uncles that are all all doctors and, and I'm like, this is what I want to do. And, but the more and more and I no got pressure, into that, I was right, Adam, no pressure with that many people in your family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and a cousin that was wanting to be a doctor and another cousin that wanted to be a physical therapist and, mm. you know, all these different things. And, um, and, and I just, I knew that's what my passion was. I, I, you know, in my mind, I was like, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. That's what I want to do. Um, and, and after shadowing, I started, you know, again, as we grow, um, we, we begin to, to see different perspectives. And, and it wasn't just about, you know, helping people. It's like, what's the life that they live? Most people think of doctors, oh, there's money, there's all these things. But what I was seeing was um, my, my uncle didn't get to spend a lot of time with his family. My other uncles weren't spending time with their family. They were working constantly. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what I really want to do. Um, you know, and, and so going through through school, I, I, I still want to be a doctor. So I started researching other types of physicians, different doctors, what they did with, and, and I actually um, hurt my hamstring um, at a football practice. And there was actually a chiropractor right across the street. And he treated a lot of the football players, athletes at Mid-America. And I started talking to him like, so, you know, what is this thing that you do? You're a physician, you're a doctor. And he just started talking to me about chiropractic and, and, and really, I started to be like, so wait, your hours, you do this, you have free time, you're with your family. And I kept going like, oh, this is cool. And he was talking to me about nutrition. And he was I'm like, oh, this is really fitting in with like my heart, you know, my soul, who I was. And um, I always loved working out. That was kind of my big thing. Um, and and so kind of in that, that whole scheme of things, I actually um, was applying for medical school um, I didn't get anywhere. Um, and, and almost I'm like, okay, God, I guess my directions are changing. Applied for chiropractic school, got in. But in that time frame between graduating and moving on, I had about a year. I actually I was a personal trainer uh, for that time frame as well. So it was a lot of fun doing the personal training, learning more about, again, nutrition, the body, biomechanics. Um, and so went to chiropractic school, did an accelerated program there. Uh, and, and through that, you know, was able to dive more into my passion for helping people, you know, even just on the nutritional side, on uh, the physical side, kind of really implementing everything together. And my wife and I got married um, right before my last year in chiropractic school. We have right now four beautiful children. 
ages uh, from 10 down to four. Um, so we are constantly going and, and crazy all the time. Um, really? I would say we're like twins. <laughs> we also got married a year before we graduated <laughs> school. We have one less child than you, but our youngest is also yeah. four. So I'm like, huh, this must be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's still, don't worry. Adam, we're sleeping. We're sleeping. I'm like, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> we had that conversation the other day. I'm like, it was easy when, you know, because, you know, they're all two years apart. And it's like, you know, you're just kind of in the blur of like raising your kids in that early stage. And, we were talking the other day. I'm like, it's been a good almost four years since we've had to get up in the middle of the night. I'm like, yeah, oh, that, that would be a transition man, to go back. <laughs> so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been crazy. I mean, through, you know, so from, you know, us getting married, um, when we had, so we had our, our third Tristan, um, I had already been practicing obviously for, for quite a while. I started practicing in 2008 um, I actually left. Um, so I practiced for 10 years. Um, I actually left because after our third, when Tristan was born, about three months after that, you know, my wife, myself, and my oldest son were all diagnosed with Lyme disease. And um, and it affected each of us a little bit different. Um, it started with my son. He was dealing with um, different bouts of, you know, things like actually diarrhea and vomiting. And just, you know, as parents, we think, okay, he's just sick. But when it would come, like, uh, really... Um, it was very specific, like it would go two weeks at a time, stop for two weeks, two, two weeks at a time, stop. And we're like, this is kind of strange. So um, we went and got tested, had him tested um, specifically for inflammatory markers and things that were associated with Lyme. And it came back positive. My wife and I then got tested and came back positive. And, you know, we started some treatment, uh, but she couldn't because she was, she was breastfeeding and then uh, ended up getting pregnant through that time. So her health continued to deteriorate. And in 2015, we we're getting ready to leave for, for a vacation and she just collapsed to the floor in front of me. And I didn't realize that Lyme disease could have that type of an effect on somebody. You know, I picked her up and we took her to the doctor and he's like, well, we're gonna start these antibiotic injections. And within a few weeks, you know, she's gonna start feeling better. Well, a few weeks came by and she wasn't doing better. In fact, she was getting worse. It went from not being able to walk to having seizures every day. And, and so we started to dive into, you know, what do we do? I mean, we're in this crisis mode of <laughs> how do we save her life? I mean, literally, we have a three-month-old, we have two more, and um, our, our lives literally got flipped upside down. And we went through this for um, a good three years. Um, and we would keep changing and transitioning, going through the traditional medical route of antibiotics. My wife had a port put in. We were doing antibiotics IV, antibiotics injections, oral, anti-malarial drugs, over 100 pills a day. I had a, I called it the, the, <laughs> the board that I always hate. It was a four by six whiteboard on our bedroom wall because our bedroom basically became a cave. It became a, a nursing room where we had help come in. We had to, I mean, it was just specific. These are the foods she can eat. This is what she can eat. But even through that, she just kept deteriorating. And, um, and so through that, we, we looked for other treatment modalities, natural ways of treatments. And um, we came across some other centers and we did leave the traditional route um, because we just saw that it, it was killing her more. We know what overuse of antibiotic treatment can do. Um, I mean, she still deals with gut issues due to what, what we did, but it was the only thing we knew. And, I, and that's, you know, as I get to the end of this, you know, my, 
my story leading up to how we started this clinic is, is really come down to almost that part right there um, where we say, you know, we only do what we know we can do, <laughs> you know, or what we're told by our physicians or our, our medical experts of this, this is it, you know, these are your options. But I think one of the hardest things for people to grasp and open up their minds to is that if when people come to me and say, well, I've tried everything, you know, um, you've probably heard that with people that have been, well, I've tried all oh, yeah. of these things. I've tried everything. And I'm like, but have you tried this? Well, yes, I tried that. But have you tried this with the combination of this and, and maybe implementing this? Well, no. So you haven't tried everything. You know, it, it's it, not just having the different pieces of the puzzle, but it's how those pieces of puzzle come together. And maybe people have tried all these different things. And that's kind of where, where we felt it's like, oh, we've tried everything, but oh, wait, no, we haven't. And so, you know, we left the traditional model because multiple ER visits, doctors saying there's nothing wrong with your wife, she's crazy, to all of these things in between, um, we knew we had to do something different. And so we, we left, we were doing some alternative treatments, which had some phenomenal results. I mean, from bedridden to being able to walk again. Um, but what we began to see is even within that route, um, and, and after hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent, um, she kept reverting back to where she was. It wasn't like getting truly, truly to the root of, of what was healing her. And so in, in 2018, was it 18? Wow, time flies by way too fast. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and before that, I, I started researching other ways that could help. In my clinic at the time, we actually started doing some, some stem cell injections. Um, and we were doing them within joint spaces because we were seeing research show that you know, injections into the joint can actually help with labral tears, meniscal tears, you know, within the knees, rotator cuff injuries, um, a lot of orthopedic type conditions. And we were seeing patients within weeks who couldn't have any mobility. They had restriction, chronic pain um, that were literally just, they're like, this is weird. The pain's gone. The range of motion's increasing. And then we were seeing, you know, within months, six, nine, 12 months, we were even seeing regeneration occurring within those joints. So the meniscus starting to regrow, hyaluronic acid increasing spaces within knees, rotator cuff injuries, healing without surgery. I mean, it's like, this is amazing. Um, and so my mind was going to that point of, well, if it can do that within a joint space, if it can create that type of healing there, what could it do for somebody like my wife? And uh, there was no research on these types of therapies, specifically with Lyme disease. I mean, there's research out there on I mean, all kinds of things, diabetes, Parkinson's, MS, osteoarthritis, degeneration, heart defects, stroke. But there was really nothing on Lyme because Lyme is what they call the great imitator. There's so many systemic effects that can happen. Nobody really knows how to treat it. Um, so my mentality is, well, the body knows how to treat almost everything. That's the way that we were made innately and made to be able to treat if we can remove the interference or help to remove the interference and give it the right environment, it can become strong enough to begin to defeat those things. And, and that's really where I, I, I went into this with, with regenerative medicine, you know, regenerative medicine really is, it's, it's the application of different modalities to allow the body to get to a point where it can actually begin to self-regulate and create a homeostasis to balance things out, to heal the way that it was designed to heal. You know, we think of being back as children, how quickly do our children heal? You know, they can break an arm and within like three or four weeks, they're ready to go. 
you know, we break an arm, you know, it's three months, <laughs> you know, and it's like, ah, still not quite the same, you know, so, so it's really utilizing these therapies to accelerate the regeneration faster than the degeneration is happening. And so um, in 2018, uh, we actually did a stem cell infusion on my wife. Um, and then two weeks later, did a second one. Uh, it's called a loading phase. And she obviously with her chronic illness, we did a higher dose of that. And within a month, uh, she was rollerblading down the hill with our kids. And it was one of those like, aha moments for me, you know, where my passion really had this massive shift of, you know, my, the, what I could, the, the manual, I guess, healing, the, the manual giving of myself through chiropractic adjustments had changed so many lives, but there is this like, there's something more you know, and I want to offer this something more to people. And so through that, um, I decided to sell my half of my practice. And I began to speak and teach and educate um, all over the Midwest throughout the country on regenerative therapies for different clinics. And then I thought, I need to have a clinic, you know, I need to have a place where people can go where it's literally putting everything together that I've been learning through these years and through my wife's transition and healing and treatment. Um, and so regenerative treatment centers was opened up in 2019, April. And, um, so yeah, we, we opened up and then, um, had some craziness that went through and then COVID hit and everything, in between. but, but we're still here, um, uh, which is, which is amazing. We've been able to help people through this, this process and, you know, understanding that when we utilize therapies, like, you know, we utilize a lot for joints, it's, it's Wharton's jelly. We use, um, basically it's younger cells that are undifferentiated that have not decided to become what they want to become that's really what the definition of a stem cell is they go where the body needs them to go and they become what the body needs them to become um, which is very vague but yet very specific because when we have damage whether it's a cut on our skin or you know arterial damage or brain damage or liver damage we can't always feel those things but we know that our body is doing something to begin to heal and regenerate or we wouldn't be here anymore Right. And, and so when we utilize these therapies when they're put into us, they go where the body needs it. It's the damage signal that they are completely attracted to. And, and so I, I tell people, it's almost like our body's in this constant disarray. It's like the alphabets on the wall, but nothing's lined up. But what we can do is we can begin to line everything up. We get it in a row. We know we've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But now what do we do? You know, the same thing with our body. It's like, oh, we start to line things up, but how does it then create the connection, the stem cells, these mononucleated cells, these exosomes, all these things then can actually begin to take every single letter and they can actually begin to then create words with that. Well, what's the word? The word is the communication between this cell and that cell. And, and now we can actually then begin create sentences and then we're creating paragraphs. And now we have this whole novel and that whole novel is your body working and, and really the synergistic way to create healing and to get your body to a state where it can combat things, combat that degeneration faster than that, that, that regeneration. We really create this reversal uh, because that's, that's where we're at. As we age, we're degenerating. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why we don't live forever. You know, we can't keep up with that damage. And so I love the field that I'm in and why we have this, because it's not just about stem cells. It's not just about exosomes. It's about how do we utilize ozone therapy? How do we utilize intravenous vitamin therapy? How do we use UVB light through our IV therapy along with stem cells and exosomes and 
PRP and all these other things to create the right combination for the individual based on their needs, the results that they want to get that very specific result, or is at least as close to that result as we possibly can. You know, mm -hmm. we, we can't promise anything. I mean, I always mm -hmm. tell people, you know, if there's a doctor promising you that this is the exact result you're going to get and you're going to be, I would run away, you know? And, and so we do our best to get as close to that result as possible um, to help you to what I call live your legacy. Um, because it's not just about leaving a legacy behind. It's about living one every single day so that you can actually have a life that's fulfilling. So there's kind of my background and a little bit of, <laughs> of yeah. what we do. No, I love it. Um, especially just your wife's story. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing because yeah. I've had a number of clients that have had Lyme disease. They're not seeing me for that, but it's a complicating factor. And it has been that route. Uh, they've hit every every milestone they can with conventional medicine and they're still not better and they still feel like crap. <laughs> they don't know what to do. So it is so hopeful for me to hear that there's another option and that your wife being as sick as she was is a healthy individual now. And you guys have a family and, you know, she's, she's been successful with this. I think that can provide so much hope for so many people. Um, but I want to go back to what you started talking about with her initially, because this is new to me. So I've heard a lot of people doing stem cell injections and in joints. Cause that's what we see all the time here, you know, as far as PT, knee pain, mm -hmm. hip pain, shoulder pain, back pain. Um, but when you mentioned the, um, IV therapy she did, I assume, was that just like a systemic stem cell injection? Like you stick an IV in with stem cells and it's going everywhere and you're just letting them do their thing. Yes. Okay. Yep. So cool. That's I have never heard of that. Yeah. Um, so I always talk about, um, you know, like with, with joint issues, you know, I, we talk about healing from, I would say kind of it, ultimate healing happens from the inside out. Okay. Not necessarily from the outside in. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just the innate ability of the body to do exactly what it needs to do to create that really that regeneration because damage in and of itself, any damage, a cut on your skin is degeneration of those cells. So how do we heal on a cellular level? And that's where we're utilizing cellular therapy. Um, and that the really amazing. cool thing about this, when you use like, you know, we have different products. So like an exosome product, exosomes are actually like lipids, they're micro RNA, uh, they're, they're proteins that actually stem cells release. And so we can actually harness just exosome treatments. Exosomes are like the catalyst of anti-inflammatory. Um, but you don't want to give too much at one time because again, there can always be adverse reactions. You know, what is healing? Healing is almost a, a form of, of rest for us because like when we get the flu or if we're not feeling well, we're, we're tired, right? <laughs> we want to sleep all the time. Why are we doing that? Because the body's either going to give us energy to move and to do physical activity, or it's going to give us the energy to heal the underlying issue. So sometimes when we give something like like a Wharton's jelly or the, the, the stem cells, I say Wharton's jelly because it's coming from the umbilical cord. Um, mm -hmm. So I should maybe step back and let people know that, you know, what we use is basically it's from live birth, healthy babies. Um, mother mm -hmm. has to go through serology testing, immunological testing, questionnaires before they can actually donate the placenta and the cord tissue. You've probably heard of mothers that donate or mm -hmm. they save it and grow up themselves mm -hmm. or the hospitals just discard it. Well, for research purposes, mothers can donate it. It goes through all the American Tissue Bank regulations, FDA, FTC, NIH. I can go through all of them, and then I'll jump in and mm. say WWE to see who's really listening. And, <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that, they they take this, and then it goes through 
that itself, the, the placenta, the core tissue, again, live birth, healthy babies. This is very ethical. This is, it's, it's just above par to what most people think. They think of young stem cells. They think of embryonic or abortions or things like that. That is not right. happening. Thank um, you for sharing that because I've had patients yeah. ask me questions if I'm telling them, hey, I think you need whatever type of procedure. And um, I love that you just mentioned that. Thank you very much for um, just yeah, throwing yeah. that out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I and mean, I think one of the, the biggest things, and I know not everybody's viewpoints are going to be exactly the same, but the truth is one of the very first things that my wife asked me, even when I'm going through this and we're implementing to our practice, she goes, well, is this from a border field tissue? Is it? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, in mm -hmm. fact, these cells, even though they're from, again, nine-month-old healthy baby that has been born, they're actually then considered adult stem cells because gestationally, when you pull stem cells from something, if it's before like the four to six week mark, that's embryonic. If it's past that, it's considered then adult, but this is obviously live birth, healthy babies. Mm -hmm. Everything is tracked back donor. But through that testing phase, again, everything has to be tested, but because they're undifferentiated, meaning that these cells have not decided what they want to become. There's actually not going to be a mismatch when it's put into somebody else hmm. because so cool. about something that has no signal. It's like, like my hand right here. I, I can touch anything. Nothing's going to happen, but you know, you put an electrical spark between it's like, like, Oh wait, that goes there. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we have to make sure that these cells, when they go in, because they're undifferentiated, they haven't decided what they want to become which is very cool because your body, when it's damaged, sends out something called a paracan signal. Um, some people think of like a bird or something, but it's just a signal. It's an SOS signal. And that signal is the calling sign to these undifferentiated cells. What they do is they home in or they track down where that damages anywhere within the body. This is how amazing we are created because you actually have stem cells right now in your body. We still have them as adults. Mm -hmm. It's just as we age, we have less and less and less. If we had more and more and more, we'd still have beautiful, soft, supple skin <laughs> like our babies do, but we don't, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we would heal at the same rate that we did when we were younger. Uh, so not only do we have less and less and less, they're actually less robust as well. So if we think of, well, what is robust? That's the strength, the stability, how well it can differentiate and divide and change. That becomes less and less as we age as well. To so the fact that, a nine-month-old has basically one stem cell for every 10,000 cells. And uh, you both said you guys like are 25, 26. So you're sure. young. Sure. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, it's okay. I'm turning 40 this next year. So I'm gonna, <laughs> um, but, but like a healthy 25 to 35-year-old like has never smoked, never created damage within their body. Okay. So pristine health has one stem cell for every 350,000 cells. Mm. By the time we're 65, research shows that we have one stem cell for every 2 million cells in our body. Mm. So we wonder why we can't basically heal as quickly as we used to. It's because we have less and less. Um, but then there's the division rate of stem cells that has a whole other effect. I don't wanna get too scientific, but that's really why we utilize these younger cells is because when they go in and they home in, they know exactly where to go. They then can dock next to those damaged cells. They can actually, the main modalities of these things from exosomes to even stem cells that we get, they're called MSCs, mesenchymal stem cells. Um, and they've also almost termed the, the thing from, from uh, mesenchymal stem cells to medicinal signaling cells mm -hmm. because they have a medicinal effect, meaning a, a life effect 
to wherever they go. And, and so when they dock next to this, they can actually create uh, reverse apoptosis. In fact, that's one of kind of the, the, the markers that's on there. And people don't know what apoptosis is. That's basically cell death. It yep. just dies. So you can actually have this reverse apoptosis effect, bring life back. And then this, this cell right here, not the stem cell, this cell will start to call off to the body and say, hey, I want you guys to come here and help regenerate this damage. And so it will then send a signal and it'll start to increase the stem cell production in your own body right then and there. Mm. And so then that begins to actually create this effect of healing and regeneration. Stem cells, when they're utilized, they have an antibacterial effect an or microbial, it is a general term, anti-inflammatory effect, uh, a reverse apoptotic effect. Um, it even has a cleansing effect, um, getting rid of like senescent, dead, dying cells in a way cleans it up and helps to remove it. So, and then it also has this immune modulatory effect. And um, for those that don't know what modulatory means, it's just like this balancing. I give the example of my, my four-year-old playing the piano. And how old are your kids? Eight, six, and four. Okay. So we can say eight, six, or four, any of them, if they haven't had any piano lessons, hop on a piano. How great is that going to sound? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's the tone and everything is just like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, ah, no, stop. <laughs> but I compare that then to my sister-in-law who's been playing piano for over 20 years she could come in and she can start hitting the exact same keys, right? But when she hits them in the right rhythm and the right timing, what does it create? It creates beautiful music. And that's what immune modulatory really means when these things come into the body, it recreates this homeostasis and this balance that can create a symphony of healing within us. And it facilitates that response. Um, and so that's one of the really, really cool things that I love. I obviously get very passionate about this, not only because I've seen it, not just in my wife, but from the patients that have walked through our doors. Um, mm -hmm. But it's fun to see. I always talk about adverse reactions. You know, with, with most medications, it's like, here's your list of adverse reactions, right. you know, side effects. And um, I always joke, I'm like, oh, well, with our therapies, we have side effects too. Um, we do an infusion and you know, you've had chronic inflammation, but now your eyesight's getting better. Well, that's really cool. Um, your knees don't hurt. Oh, well, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, so it's really cool effect to all have a really a positive effect as opposed to that negative where we're then trying to address those other issues. So hmm. well, I think that's amazing. And quick follow-up question. Um, where do you see like other lifestyle factors coming into play with your clients? Like, are you coaching still on nutrition? Um, you know, we, we see a lot of clients, we always tell them, obviously we're not doing the same types of therapies. You are, we're much more conservative <laughs> um, with PT, but you know, we still tell them like, Hey, if you have this injury and you're not sleeping, that's going to delay your healing. If you have horrible nutrition, you know, you're going to like, Hey, I can do my thing. I might do it really, really well, but we need to have these things on board for you to have you know, the goal that you want to have and to hit that goal in the quickest time possible. So are you bringing that into your practice as well? Or are you referring out to dietitians? Like where does that come into play with your clients? Yeah, we don't do a lot of nutritional uh, counseling per se. I mean, we do give recommendations. Like mm -hmm. we have, you know, this, hey, here's uh, some anti-inflammatory foods. We do recommend you start to implement these. Let's stay away from these other foods, you know? And so mm -hmm. we give them the pointers, but it's not a, a sit down specific one-on-one. -on -one. Now, someday would we love to have that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, Summer, mm -hmm. you know, who's our, our clinic director, she managed a naturopathic clinic 
for nearly four years. So her knowledge and expertise when it comes to supplementation, the best supplements on the market, how they react within the body, the different things. Now, she's not a physician, she's not a clinician. But sometimes I tell people, you know, we, we have to become our own physicians and our own clinicians at some point. You know, we have to be our own advocates. And it's through the research because trust me, she knows more than probably 99% of the naturopaths or physicians that are out there when it comes to the nutrition and even the supplementation that goes into us. And mm. so um, as much as I like to say that I do know, I'm always like, Summer, what, how can I, what, what do I do? <laughs> um, and so, you know, we do offer supplementation. So we have different supplements based on what we need in a lot of our, our programs that we'll put together. You know, somebody's coming in with a joint, you know, issue, you know, we're going to give them the best option for what we can do through the injectables or the IVs. But then we'll also say, well, you know, we know that some of these things can actually be affected and can affect things like hormone levels. I mean, think about not exercising. If, you, if you're not exercising, testosterone levels can drop. You know, we're not going to get the same oxygen for the different muscle groups that we need. So there, that's going to be affected. And so, you know, we do consider those things as we go through. And so we'll say, well, hey, here's a great supplement that helps to naturally boost and rebalance some of the hormone uh, instabilities that are within your body. Here's a nitric oxide booster. M3 is something that we use and we pretty much try to give to everybody. It's something I take every day. It has everything from, you know, K to D3, but it's a natural nitric oxide booster. Circulation, blood supply, that's where all of our nutrients get to the areas they need to go. So if we can give somebody that's the best well-rounded nitric oxide, you know, booster, then that's going to help. I mean, whether it's an autoimmune condition, whether it's, you know, an orthopedic, you know, that's something that we, we try to implement. We have stuff for sleep. We have stuff for stress. So, so again, cool. you know, hmm. yeah, so we'll sit down and do like this one-on-one, -on -one, like, okay, we're going to move our food here, here. We're going to micro, you know, nutrient manage all these other things. You know, I've, I've taught for a very long time on uh, keto nutrition and things like hmm. that. There's times and places for all different modalities of, I don't like mm -hmm. to call them diet, because if you, you know. I would say if you take the tea off and it's die, nobody likes a diet. They, they like <laughs> yeah. But, Lifestyle but, yeah, changes. So, Lifestyle, right? That's a better, better <laughs> phrase. Right. So, I'm not going to you on a diet. No, we're going to just transition you to the way that you were to. Or tweak. Yes. Tweak. <laughs> so many people try to, um, and I think a lot of times there's a, a lot of clinicians and clinics and uh, personal trainers. I mean, we can all group into this where so often we're trying to swim upstream, you know, mm -hmm. People already have all these rocks in their backpack that they're already drowning. Mm -hmm. And now we're trying to swim upstream and push them into something. Mm -hmm. Whereas we can actually help to implement and maybe take some of those rocks out. Let's turn you around. Let's start going this way. Let's make it a little bit easier and swimming downstream that way. Um, I think, I think patients and clients and just people in general appreciate that a little bit more. So that's really, our goal um, and what we do and, and creating a network of, of where we can refer people to because uh, we don't, we don't do PT. We do recommend mm -hmm. out for people, you know, mm -hmm. we don't do the personal training. We recommend out to do personal training, the nutrition, mm -hmm. just finding, it really is about finding the right people because when we refer somebody, whether you're referring or Ryan, they are taking the trust that they have in us mm -hmm. and now they're putting that trust directly into you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so if you don't have that, um, that direct relationship, then it, well, it, it could be a bomb.
<laughs> and we don't we completely agree. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think our city is just awesome. We have like, that's actually why we started this podcast because we're like, yeah. we have amazing providers in our city. Like these people need to be highlighted. Our clients are always asking us who is a good dietitian? Who do you recommend for functional medicine? You know, where do I go for this? And so, mm-hmm. you know, we've worked hard in the last several years since we started our business to build up our network of people that we know and trust because same, if I'm referring out, and they have a bad experience, I'm the one that pays for that because I refer them there. But if I refer out and my client has a great experience, then that reflects well on me. And it's not all about me, but you know, that's important to me that my clients who trust me when I'm referring that they have a great experience. So we completely agree that that's really important to us as well. Um, and I would love for you to go into a little bit more detail. Like you've talked a lot about Lyme's disease and your wife's experience, which is amazing, but I would love for our listeners to hear kind of the variety of things that you treat. Like you've mentioned joints mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'm assuming that you treat a lot of other autoimmune conditions and chronic things that people are not able to be treated for elsewhere or haven't had success. So go into all of that because our listeners, I'm sure, are anxious to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in any business, and this is what I always find difficult is, and you guys, you talked about even having business coaches. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. People always, well, people see what they want to see. <laughs> and when they see a, a successful business, it's always like, oh, they're doing so great. They don't see all the stuff that's back here. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the business coach saying, maybe we should do this and maybe we should do this. And, and I remember as we were opening this up, everyone's like, on the marketing side, they're like, well, what's your niche? You know, who are you really trying to treat? And I'm like, anybody that isn't getting results with traditional medicine. <laughs> right. Um, you can't narrow that down. And I'm like, that is very, very hard. Because uh, we, we do have you know, many different modalities, again, but it's almost like we can do each one individually, we can combine them, we can, and it's, we also don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none, you know, mm-hmm. nobody wants that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, you know, our, our, our niche is, you know, it is, it really is regenerative medicine. We know how to take things that create regeneration and combine them to get phenomenal results. I, I do want to preface with, you know, you talked about what other conditions do you treat. Um, so I always want to be clear that we are technically not treating any conditions. Now, that's like, wait, wait a second. How does that work? We, what we are doing is we are, are having patients that are coming in that have a condition. A lot of times are defined by that condition because of the system that they've been through. You know, it's not just that, you know, people come in and I have osteoarthritis or I have Lyme disease. It becomes in their own mindset, I am Lyme disease. I am Hashimoto's, I am arthritis because of how much it affects their lives. Mm. Our goal is to transition that mindset to help them understand that you're not that. What we're gonna do is we're gonna facilitate a change. And if you keep noticing, as I say these things, it's not, you know, uh, we're treating Lyme or we're treating that, it's facilitating a change within the body so that it can do what it needs to do to combat the thing that's happening inside of it. And and it's really crazy because it's not this magical, mystical thing it's you know we are designed to be able to heal we're just implementing things within to that system that we know are not going to create damage to it but are going to create life to it on a cellular level because so many doctors are like well i'm, I'm going to focus on the liver i'm going to focus on the joint i'm going to focus on the heart or i'm going to focus on the brain you know well what if we had something that it already knows how to focus on all of those things. Mm-hmm. What we do have, it's called our innate healing. It's our innate ability to actually create the change. It's just, 
when we're combating things, you know, when we're the splattered alphabet on the wall, <laughs> it's not knowing what to do because we're constantly bombarded by toxins internally, externally, you know, the stress of life, all these other things that are coming at us. So I, I do really want to preface that, you know, we're not treating conditions. Now, with that being said, we also don't manage conditions. So mm-hmm. even though Michaela is a practitioner, she's done advanced training in functional medicine. She has the understanding of things that we need to piece together. We have Summer who's incredible on supplementation. I just love to speak about this stuff and educate. That's, that's like my passion in my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and how to piece these things together, you know, all of our treatments are created by, you know, from our medical director to Michaela and then implemented specifically for those patients. Um, we do have some that are, are pre-made. It's almost like we, we have a menu like at a restaurant, but how many times are you going to the restaurant? And we're like, but could you please add this and this and remove this and do this? Mm-hmm. You know, we have our standards, but we do adjust it according to the individual's needs. But it's, it's not that we're treating osteoarthritis. What we're doing is we're actually looking and saying, okay, well, we have damage within a knee joint, okay? Um, but let's even, let's take that away because we talked enough about osteoarthritis. Like you said, you're like, Adam, stop talking about that. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, but let's say somebody has an autoimmune condition. Now, what, what does that mean to somebody? I mean, we could have psoriatic arthritis. So we could have, I mean, even osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. We could have lupus. We could have MS, Parkinson's. All of these are considered like autoimmune, chronic inflammatory. And what do we look at when it comes to disease or even dysfunction within the body? What is the number one thing that you typically see if somebody's coming in and they have back pain or, or shoulder pain? Why is that not going away? Well, I would say two things. One, they don't have a background to understand what causes the pain or, or how to solve it. But two, they, they don't have the the conscious awareness of what they're doing that's contributing to the problem. In my word, it's right. lifestyle, which yeah. is all of that. You know, all of those things we're trying to dig into. Are you sitting too much? Do you bend incorrectly? Do you have stiff hips? You know, like all of those things, but lifestyle essentially. Yeah. And so if we think about our lifestyle, then we could even look at, okay, what's the lifestyle then of not just the, the external mobility of how we move, mm-hmm. which is almost a lifestyle in of itself, mm-hmm. but then what about the things that we're putting into us or mm-hmm. that we're surrounding ourselves with, which we don't realize there's a lifestyle that goes into it, but it all stems down to, you know, if we have a shoulder that's not healing right, it's, it's probably because there's chronic inflammation there. The biomechanical movement is not right, right? So it's almost like there's a lifestyle of this joint that's not doing the things that it's supposed to do to get the result that it wants mm-hmm. and it can't heal. Well, we don't think about that on an internal side. You know, our cells have their own life. Every single one of them has their own life. Mm. And again, if they're not communicating, it's going to create disarray. That's what autoimmune conditions are. It's like a husband and wife. I'm saying this and I'm saying this. We're saying the same. <laughs> but wait a second. Something's not right. <laughs> it's, it's like being said in two different languages right you know i'm laughing because we just had that conversation this morning which is probably a weekly occurrence in our house yeah. well weekly? i thought you said this no you didn't yeah that's probably <laughs> but probably he did. i didn't hear it that yeah. way <laughs> i'm pretty sure i said that but and i think something else you mentioned earlier um you know but, the toxic load so the, that we're all dealing with you know that's i think for our listeners you guys you know for those of you who have listened, been listening to this podcast like you've heard us talk about this and we've interviewed people who sell beauty counter who are dietitians and kind of bring that into their practice too. the chemical products we use to clean our house. Like how can we clean up all of those things? Because it matters in how fast our cells age 
and all of that. So that's a conversation like we'll go into sometimes with our clients as well. You know, if you're feeling funky, even if they're, if it's unrelated to what they're seeing us for, if they're complaining of nausea and no one else has been able to figure it out, it's like, well, you probably need another provider. That's not my, my area of expertise, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm smart enough to know that like, there's gotta be some environmental factor going into what are you eating? What are you taking supplement wise? You know, what do you use to clean your house? What products are you putting in and on your body every day? So, well, and it's like a, I think kind of what you're getting at Adam is like, there's systemic things going on that are hard for us to really perceive mm -hmm. or, or, you know, really control on our own. Some things are, are modifiable, like Jess is talking about as far as lifestyle factors and things like that. But then there's other things where it's like, you need that specific intervention mm -hmm. to make a, a shift in terms of how the body's responding. So and that's, that's where, again, getting back to your question on, you know, what are the other treatments that you have? What are the things that, you know, you, you help patients? I mean, I'll just tell you, so I, I'll go through kind of two different sides here. I mean, we have conditions, I guess mm -hmm. we'll say that, you know, that we help patients with. Um, and then we have kind of the modalities and the treatments that we actually utilize for those. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it, it can, it can be different with each one, but um, I mean, we do, we, we, ha we have helped patients, um, you know, to basically facilitate a healing response and, and a balance of homeostasis ranging from, again, as you can tell, I'm not using the word treat. That's, that's where mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a medic. Um, and, and one of the reasons why I also say that is because there are also very strict FDA regulations on, yeah. you know, treatment and, you know, and, and also to say as a chiropractor, I don't actually do these treatments. They're done by our medical providers very specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we have helped patients um, who are looking for alternative treatments for cancer, um, mm -hmm. alternative treatments for uh, sexual health. So mm -hmm. like men for erectile dysfunction, even women for, uh, for loss of sensation, uh, incontinence, mm -hmm. uh, dryness. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's kind of our, our sexual wellness. Uh, side of things, uh, osteoarthritis, uh, Lyme disease, um, there's COPD, mm -hmm. um, different conditions like that. Um, I guess I could uh, keep going on. We've had patients that are just honestly athletes in themselves mm -hmm. that are just looking to increase recovery rates. Um, mm -hmm. That's a, a major, so some of our vitamin therapies, ozone treatments, um, recovery. We have a couple new devices here. We've got this one right over here. It's actually a shockwave therapy. It's used mm -hmm. very, very well for musculoskeletal. We use that for ED. Um, so shockwave therapy uses acoustic sound wave that we that actually goes directly. You may have already heard of this type of treatment mm -hmm. or technology. But mm -hmm. Acoustic sound it's wave. It's so cool. It's amazing. I mean, we we do we treat. Uh, some, we have some Chiefs players that come in. The reason why they love it is because they can have, you know, hamstring tightness or shoulder tightness, in in a single treatment. They'll walk in. They're like, it's pain. I can only go here. And then one treatment, they're like, the pain is gone and I can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, again, it's not always just a single treatment, but it has an analgesic effect. So it can actually help to, to get the pain down. It has an angiogenic effect, meaning that it increases new vascular growth within the area that it's being treated. Typically the mm -hmm. treatment sessions, three to six different treatments, um, but those treatments only last maybe 15 minutes at, at most, but it applies that percussion. So Shockwave therapy is a big one. Back here on this table, I have a, a mat. Uh, it's actually PIMP therapy, pulse electric magnetic frequency. Um, we have a Hugo PIMP system. It's actually the strongest 
uh, pimp system that's medically used on the market today. They call it the electric taco. Tony Robbins actually uses it. This exact same <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, everybody knows Tony. You know, he's he's always mm -hmm. you know biohacking anything. You know, he's got a cool cold water dip pool. I think at every single one of his houses. Right. I I, that, that would be awesome. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. But the pimp mat, you know, the great thing about that is, you know, I, I describe it like grounding. You know, we wear mm -hmm. shoes and soles on our feet and we're so disconnected from the earth, which actually has its own electrical circuit and current. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know many people that, unless they're allergic to grass, um, <laughs> that when they walk barefoot out in the grass, on the ground, don't feel energized. Yeah. You know, don't have a better sense of just life and vibrance. Mm -hmm. And we get so far away from that, especially today mm -hmm. in the time of COVID and everything else when we're inside, we're secluded. I mean, that's hard enough as it is, but a pimp mat is utilized to, in a way, recreate that grounding. Our body is an electrical circuit, our brain. Mm -hmm. Most people think it's the heart that makes things run. It's this thing up here. If this stops, yeah. everything stops. And so how can we implement a, a right current into the body to reestablish that electrical signal so we can pinpoint we can we have a coil that can go around each limb we lay on the mat it has a detoxing effect which is incredible because people are needing to detox um it, it increases mitochondrial uh, function it increases atp production um so again metabolism and all those things and it, and it creates that microcirculation to occur so it increases recovery time for a lot of our athletes so utilizing those are phenomenal we also do something called major autoheme therapy um which People are like, what is that thing? Um, it's actually utilizing ozone. Um, and so people think of ozone as this thing out in the atmosphere that is toxic and you're not supposed to breathe it, um, which is also accurate. But we can actually utilize ozone. We have an ozone generator. It's a little box. And we take medical grade oxygen. It puts an electrical current through it. And it takes oxygen and converts it. So from O2 to O3. O3 is an unstable molecule. That's ozone. So after a, like a thunder lightning storm, you know that smell that's out in the atmosphere that everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, that smells so good. It's mm -hmm. calming. That's ozone. That's the smell of ozone because electricity combined with oxygen creates an unstable molecule. That O3 we can put into a syringe and major autoheme therapy is when we actually will draw blood, uh, like somebody's just giving blood out to mm -hmm. donate, draw that blood and we'll put it into a bag. From that bag then, we will then take the ozone and we'll actually put it into that bag with the blood. Well, what that does then is we have an unstable molecule. So we have three oxygen molecules. One of them, because it's unstable, wants to go somewhere. What it does is when it binds with that blood, it binds to free radicals. Well, what do we know about free radicals? They can create oxidation and other effects within our body that create degeneration. So it goes into the blood, it binds to free radicals. What's left over here is oxygen which we all know that when we increase oxygen within our body, it decreases our rate for infection. It's it basically, it's antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. Um, and so we can increase dosage, dosages and the amount of ozone that we put into the bag with the blood. And then we retransfuse that into the body. And so now we're getting basically these bound free radicals are going in and they target and it's going to then systemically go. So it'll help to create a better homeostasis within the body. We utilize a lot of that for uh, our patients that are looking for alternative cancer treatments combined with very high dose vitamin C, um, which mm -hmm. a lot of research has actually shown um, as a natural way um, to kill cancer cells. Mm -hmm. um, so 
So when we do this combination. <laughs> Such cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah then we actually take ozone. This is a really other cool thing. We can actually take ozone and we can actually directly inject that into joints or to muscle tissue um, because of the effects that it has. Ozone comes in concentration, so we can turn concentration up or down. The higher the concentration, obviously, the more effect it's going to have. It can actually knock out the pain receptors within joint spaces or muscle. So like a cortisone shot, it comes out pain. Cortisone also devascularizes areas. So mm -hmm. cortisone over time will, will decrease the space within the joint mm -hmm. um, because it's killing the blood vessels, as we mm -hmm. discussed earlier. We know that we need blood vessels in these areas to get nutrients to allow it to heal. Um, that's why, you know, I call it the merry-go-round of misery, where we go from, you know, we go to see the doctor because of our pain. They gave us a painkiller because the ibuprofen anvil didn't work. And then we go to the next round over here when that doesn't work, and we do a cortisone shot. Well, the cortisone shot lasts for so long. Now we go over here, and we're going to do some PT, which is awesome. If it works, we're going back this way. If it doesn't work, we're going over here to take another cortisone shot or arthroscopic surgery, that doesn't work. Then we go over here and it's surgery. And now we're replacing things. And this is the cycle that we constantly go in. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is to reverse that. So if we can decrease the pain through, let's say an ozone injection, it only lasts maybe a couple of days, but what else that it's doing is it's increasing the vascularity within that space. Mm -hmm. So now we can actually start to reverse in an opposite direction. And then it's like, Ferris wheel of fun. Yay, we're healing. Um, and so, so we, we utilize that in both different modalities. And then um, we use ozone for, I mean, we really combine it with almost everything. Even our, our mm -hmm. injections, when we utilize Wharton jelly and things like that, our MSCs into the joints, we combine that with PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. That's the most mm -hmm. common that people know as a regenerative procedure for joints. Right. Um, we our ozone with our PRP. We combine our ozone with our PRP and our MSCs as we do those and our exosomes. So it's never, for us, it's never just a stem cell injection or an exosome injection or just a mm -hmm. PRP. We utilize ozone for all of those because we, we know that it's going to have, not that the research is showing, oh, this combined with this has this. We know what each one does individually. Mm -hmm. And so when we utilize them and, and implement them kind of at the same time, we know that it's going to have a, a better lasting effect and a more generative effect for that. So, um, so yeah, so then there's ozone PRP. I'm going through a lot of things that we do, but, um, yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we do uh, vitamin infusions and vitamin injections, mm -hmm. you know, um, now in the time of COVID, um, one of the biggest things that we've, we've implemented is a very specific immune IV bag. Um, so it has 12 grams of vitamin C, uh, B12, B complex, it has zinc. Um, and then we also do vitamin D3, just intramuscular injections. We mm -hmm. never do D3 through an IV, um, mm -hmm. because it's a very thick oil like substance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You never do IV on that. Um, but, uh, but then we also do injections, just intramuscular injections mm -hmm. of the MSC or the orange jelly, because we mm -hmm. know it's immune modulatory. So it can actually balance immune system. Mm. Um, so, cool. so we've built different packages um, at different levels that people can choose uh, just for immune boosting capacity of their body. Mm -hmm. um, another uh, IV that we do that I kind of, it stands out separate from kind of the rest is called NAD. Um, if you've ever heard of NAD through the, I've heard cycle. people whispering about that in the last year or so. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm not going to whisper. I'm just going to speak normal for this one Yeah. and uh, maybe shout out to the rooftops, but <laughs> <laughs> NAD is, is incredible. Uh, number one, it, 
we can do it obviously through an IV. You can do it through an injection as well. We primarily do it through, through IV, but it's a, it's a natural product that uh, within your Krebs cycle, so we've got to think all the way back to, to old science, our Krebs mm -hmm. cycle utilizes AD and ADH um, to create ATP, okay? Adenosine mm -hmm. triphosphate, that's the energy source of every single cell of our body. So from nerve cells to stomach cells, liver cells, muscle cells, ATP is that production source to make sure that cells mm -hmm. stay alive and there's energy. So NAD, though, again, as we age, like stem cells, what do you think happens to NAD as we age? You think decreases. it goes up or it decreases? <laughs> it decreases. Right? So the more stress we have, the more trauma we have, it's going to decrease faster. Just as we age, it decreases. So NAD typically recycles back into the Krebs cycle to be utilized again. Um, losing and recombining hydrogen and I'm not going to go through all the science, but it's mm -hmm. utilized in many, many different reactions. Now, NAD, um, when it first started getting researched, was actually being researched for addiction. So mm -hmm. a lot of people have utilized things like ketamine uh, to mm -hmm. break addiction. So they'll go through ketamine treatments. NAD works really kind of in the same capacity, but it's a natural product that doesn't have the same adverse effects as ketamine. So you can do high doses of NAD and will actually reset serotonin and dopamine receptors within the brain. It's also neuroprotectant. So as we do doses of NAD, We've had patients that are smokers that after four treatments of NAD say they can't stand the taste of a cigarette anymore, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's these different treatments, but if we think about replenishing NAD and ATP, what do you think that's going to do for an athlete? Yeah. Do you think their recovery time is better? Recovery, all of that. Yeah. It's like, all, it's like, wow, boom, boom, boom. It increases metabolism. And, and so we can utilize NAD for, so the research again started with uh, with addiction, but what they started noticing is patients with things like Alzheimer's and dementia. They're like, wait a second, they're not they're not degenerating or, or in a way losing that memory as fast as they were before. It's slowing down the process. Their cognitive performance is actually starting to increase a little bit. Why is that? So they're looking now at NAD of how it is basically helping neurological. We call it like a brain boost uh, yeah. for our patients. Well. And because it's a neuroprotectant, it's actually helping to, in a way, not just reconnect the synaptic process within the brain and the nervous system, um, it's now also protecting it. So it's, it's mm. kind of this reconnection and a protection. So it's like a, a mental booster for, for a lot of people. So it has this massive systemic effect. And mm. if, what I think is crazy is I talk about things like NAD and ozone and stem cells and exosomes and it's almost like I'm repeating all the things that I'm saying, uh, mm -hmm. just in a little bit different way, because the amazing thing about all of these modalities is that is really, if we were going to put it all into like one word, I would say it's homeostasis. Yeah. You know, and what is homeostasis? It's a balance. Mm -hmm. And so all of these things create a body that's been doing this and our cells that are doing this. And it's really starting to recreate this balance again so that our bodies can ultimately do what they're designed to do which is function, heal, regenerate, mm -hmm. and thrive. You know, mm -hmm. we're all in survival mode. So NAD is phenomenal. I love it. It is what I call the, the, the worst and the best IV therapy that we have because it feels really funky. Mm -hmm. Think about revving up metabolism very, very fast. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the drips for NAD can last anywhere from two hours up to six hours um, because we do a slow drip. Uh, so people will feel it like, Think of highly metabolic areas of your body, like your heart, 
brain, even some of your muscles, like you can actually feel it. Every time I do it, my sinuses get congested because <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of blood supply, all of that. So it, it can, but the moment you stop NAD, all of that goes away. You're like, hmm. that's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> patients are sleeping better. They have better. Again, we've had patients describe it as like um, natural Adderall. Um, yeah. People have called it uh, tiger blood. Um, <laughs> Tiger blood in anybody? I promise you that is not something. <laughs> That's not on the, the list of services <laughs> at, at your clinic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know it, it is an amazing modality that if you think then about now, if we now that we've talked about some of these treatments, now think about in a way even just combining them. What if you were doing shockwave therapy that breaks down scar tissue within an e joint? Mm-hmm. Um, Going to create some angiogenesis that's going to decrease the scar tissue in there increase the vascularity and then we put somebody on a pimp mat that increases microcirculation and then mm-hmm. we do an injection into that joint with you know the mscs and prp and ozone mm-hmm. i mean i wouldn't think that you'd need me to say that's probably going to give you a better result <laughs> yeah than just in there and saying oh i hope this gets better Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that combination, you know, if we're doing something where somebody is having a systemic inflammatory response, which that's about 99% of Americans today, um, you yep. know, and <laughs> we do some, some ozone therapy, which is going to help to modulate that immune system and, and rebalance that out and, and give you an antiviral antibacterial effect within your system. People that have systemic candida, you know, issues, mm-hmm. it's going to help with that. And then what if we followed up with an NAD treatment that revs up the metabolism and then we came back and we did, let's say an exosome infusion or something like that, that's going to massively reduce the systemic inflammation response in the body. That's probably going to have a, a longer lasting and better effect. So mm-hmm. um, it's really how we then create the combination of these things based on, you know, what somebody's presenting with mm-hmm. to get that result. So that's really how we start to divide and, and piece things together for people. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I just, what I love about everything you've shared with us is it, it really strikes me as like, you guys are just trying to help the body function the way it's supposed to function. You're not doing anything that was just like, you know, developed in like outer space, you know, it's like these, these are things that we see occurring in nature. These are things that we see occurring in the body. And we're just trying like you said, to get the body back to homeostasis where it can function the way it's supposed to function, which is so much of like what we do in PT as well. It's like, you know, it's not voodoo. I think sometimes one of the stories I love to tell is when I was a young PT, um, one of my PT friends came into our office one day and he's like, do you feel like sometimes people think like PT is just this cream that you rub on them? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's that certain, certain like class of, of patient but like, you know, not understanding, I think some people think that like, you know, there's some sort of like secret or magic or things like this. And all it is like, you've really, I think demonstrated well today is it's just, it's a deeper understanding of how the body works and especially that regenerative process, how, how that's stimulated and how that's facilitated. And man, it's just, it's so cool to hear. Cause I think Jess and I being PTs, we've had some exposure to this idea of like regenerative medicine PRP and stem cells, you know, are, are things that I think I probably heard about for the first time, maybe six or seven years ago now, but like, 
I think the, the cool thing in talking to you, Adam, is just like the, the depth of knowledge that you have and the understanding of like the other things like you're talking about in conjunction with what some people I think would think is that the beginning and end of regenerative medicine, you know, it's way more than just the stem cells and, and the PRP. And man, it's just, it's so cool to hear about all, all these different things that, that you're using to help the body just basically do the thing that it's supposed to do. So yeah, it's, it's sometimes, I mean, I think as, as humans, we, we try to make things so complex, you yeah. know, and I would say, you know, our body is very complex, but it's also very simple in, mm-hmm. in, in its own understanding of what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think about survival of ourselves. I was just talking to a patient the other day and he's like, well, you know, I've got this hip issue and I, I actually fell on my hip and, you know, as I was doing this, I fell off of a, was he fell off a um, military doing some training and he actually fell off of like a, a 10 foot, it wasn't a ladder, it was like a wall that he was going over, fell on mm-hmm. his gun. And, you know, in our mind, we think, okay, I've got a bruise, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I've got a bruise here. But I, I relate that to like a cavity. I go, you don't realize that you have a cavity until the pain is bad enough that you've got to get that thing extracted. It's like, he goes, you know, actually, I haven't been dealing with anything, but this hip always is bogging me over here and this is happening. And I go, you realize that that fall probably had this small little cascade effect that, that has caused all these other little intricate things. But like you were saying, it, it really comes down to the fact that it's like our body creates this survival mechanism that keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Like to the point that it will deplete other areas of our body to make sure that it survives. That's how mm-hmm. powerful we are. I mean, 99% of the time when, when I talk to somebody that say has cancer, I, I say, well, are you hurting? Well, no. And I'm like, our association with pain and disease is so closely tied mm-hmm. that we don't see the effects of what's happening to us, you know, and, and so it's that cascade effect. By the time we have pain, sometimes it's too late, you know, um, with certain conditions. And and it really is understanding and knowledge. You know, we always talk about, you know, knowledge is power. Um, I like to take it even a step further. It's the understanding of that knowledge that's the true power, but the real power comes from taking action based on the understanding. You know, I think that's where true change comes for us when it comes to our health and our well-being and, and, and that, that thriving side of, of everything. Because mm-hmm. if we don't take the action, we're just going to keep going in that circle, you know, and that yeah. circle is not fun. <laughs> we always sit here and we just keep going and we keep going and, and we expect something to change, you know, right. that's what I think is crazy. What that they call is that the definition the, of crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Doing the same thing repeatedly and thinking you're going to get a different outcome. Yes. <laughs> so, well, Adam, this is such great info for our listeners. Yeah. Can you tell everyone where to find you guys, your social media channels, your website, phone number, if you want yeah. to? Absolutely. So um, our website is just regenerativetreatmentcenters.com. Um, so that's regenerativetreatmentcenters.com. Um, Instagram, we're at regenerative underscore treatment KC. Um, so regenerative underscore treatment KC uh, on Facebook. We are just regenerative treatment centers, um, which is pretty simple. Um, we are located in Leewood, Kansas. We're like 114th and all um, right by the big AMC corporate uh, right there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that, that's, I guess, 
I don't know if you want me to give out your phone number. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope with those three things, our listeners would be able to figure out how to find you. Yes. So. <laughs> I would hope for those things they would know uh, kind of kind of where we're at. We're, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, our, our goal and our mission, you know, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, I know we were actually talking about you guys making your YouTube videos. Yeah. So I do all of our videos and all stuff. And, and I trust mm-hmm. me, we're saying that it's like, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in, yeah. Get it. But we have a bunch of educational videos on YouTube. And it is, again, if you search under channels, regenerative treatment centers, that's mm-hmm. for um, Very cool. over YouTube and obviously our website but um you can find our phone number on any of those platforms um yeah. call um we'd love to be able to help or at least just sitting down through a consultation i think that's some of the biggest is just sitting down talking seeing what's going on to even see if it's a right fit for something that we can actually help you with um, yeah. you know i say that we can help so many but there are certain situations there are limitations to the things that we can actually do and we want mm-hmm. to be honest and, and forthcoming on what we can and cannot help with um and we don't know that until we actually talk, talk to you. Yeah. Awesome. That's great, man. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time. This was phenomenal. We really appreciate you sharing just your expertise and what you guys do. And for our listeners, check them out. This is awesome stuff, Absolutely. guys. And Adam, we'll have you yeah. back. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Kansas City podcast. If you like what you're hearing, check out all of our episodes here or at RestoreThrive.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help others find our show. Restore Thrive is the home to Kansas City's top physical therapy and performance training practice. We're all about helping active individuals and athletes get back to the activities and sports they love without pills, injections, or surgeries. At our core, we believe that you should be able to grow strong and age gracefully. So whether you're trying to get ready for your next race, ready for your next workout, ready to keep up with your kids, pretty much ready to win at the game of life. Check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Restore Thrive. Until next time, be well, everyone.